Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by Cadbury Cream Eggs. Don't judge me. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. Uh, and we are going to have some really interesting questions for you. I have no idea if they are anything, <laughs> but I have a little touch of some spring mania, uh, spring fever, if you will, which I had last time we were recording. I don't know. I, I, I wrote these all while I was watching TikToks. So um, very <laughs> Gen Z inspired questions. I do not know whether they will strike a chord with our millennial hearts, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I feel like I, a lot is going to be exposed about the age difference between you and me in this episode, if that's the case. We'll see, you know. So for those who have never listened to us before... Arguments About Nothing is a podcast in which we discuss silly, ridiculous, hypothetical situations seriously as if they are something, when in fact, they're obviously nothing. And um, Kate's Corner is a segment that like we like to start off with. Um, Kate is Shelby's sister. And I think we can say that Kate is our little sister. Kate is everyone's <laughs> little sister. The Kate- universal little sister. Kate is everyone's little sister. Yeah. So if you didn't know you th- that you had a little sister until now, you do. And it turns out she's awesome. Yeah. It's like America's sweetheart, but America's little sister. America's Kate little Bennett. sister. Yeah. <laughs> she's got super bright blue hair and she's an excellent musician. Uh, she's also my sister, just for the record. If you yeah, don't know she's- our running gag of pretending she's Shelby's sister when she's not. Yeah, I mean, she's Hannah's OG sister, but, like, the little sister that we all deserve. That's a sweet way of thinking of it. Aw. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, I have no idea if this question is going to work, though. So Great. let's, let's find just out. see. Kate's Corner's question today. You're walking through the park on a beautiful spring morning, and you sit down on a park bench to take in the scene. This one is very descriptive, so I'm just trying Great. to... Set the scene. Bring me in. You look to the right for a second, and then when you glance back towards your left, an old lady has suddenly appeared, sitting on the bench next to you and feeding some birds. She seems kind, and she knows too many weird things about you. She says that you're part of the great plan and tells you that if you're up for the adventure, you will need these magic gifts to survive. And she offers you a black suede pouch. Do you accept the bag of gifts? How do I know she knows so much about me if she's just sitting there? No, you like you've you've had a conversation. Like she you, she sits down next to you. She feeds the birds. You get to talking. She starts telling you weird things about yourself. She knows too much about you, and then she says you're part of the great plan. And if you're up for the adventure, you'll need these magic gifts. And she tries to give you a black suede pouch. This would never, this would never happen because I would get up immediately. (laughs) (laughs) You would run away from a sweet old lady feeding the birds? Yeah, I don't want to be near those birds. Have you seen what those birds do to those people in like Washington Square Park who feed them? It's just a mob. all over the place. Yeah, no, absolutely not. As soon as, like, honestly, she did, COVID. I wasn't. 
Yeah, okay, so obviously this question is not in COVID times. But even so- prior to COVID times, I would, get, like, the park benches are not that big. Like, I'm not interested in sitting three inches away from any strangers. Like, the fact that you've... I would be pissed if someone sat down next to me on a bench. I would be like, okay, I'm leaving immediately, you crazy person who doesn't respect, like, people's cones of silence. When Kate wrote this question about the magical woman offering you your gifts for your great adventure... She did not think that the problem with this was going to be the fact that she was sitting next to you on a park bench. Uh-uh. I, the thing is, we would never, ever get to this suede bag because I would be like, the moment I notice someone on a park bench next to me, I would be like, you're crazy because okay. who the fuck sits down? Like, no. The, the only okay. people who have ever sat next to me in a park have immediately made me regret making this a decision to go to a park (laughs) okay let's let's say you're sitting on a park wall and six feet down a woman sits down from you as i i want to get us past the park bench here to the the more salient aspects of the question but like here's the thing i don't speak to strangers like the moment she speaks to you exactly the moment she spoke to me if she was not asking for directions i would dip i would be like but what if she turned to you and she was like shelby what if she knew your name I don't even know if I would, I would just like cone of silence. We're not, I'm not engaging. So an old lady, see, she's six feet away from you. There's one bird and she's feeding the one bird. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take the birds out of the equation. And she looks at you and she goes, hi, Shelby. And then she says, I think that's as far as she would get. I would hear hi, Shelby, and I would stand up and leave. This is so interesting. Yeah. Because... I'm very confused by this because to me, part of the reason I wasn't sure if this question was going to work was because it was kind of similar to another question that you asked one time in a previous episode about if you went on a date with a guy and then somebody came up to you on the street and said, you have to go out with that guy again. Yeah. You're right. I'm having a very different reaction to this. And Shelby was like on board. I was. was fine with it. Yeah. You're right. But a bench, you put a bench in the equation and she is out. (laughs) Fuck that park bench, man. So here's the thing. That old lady, if she came up to me and was like, you're a part of the plan, I need you to take this pouch, she would have my attention. It's the small talk in between (laughs) (laughs) that upsets me. Because that other woman in that other question, she doesn't small talk you. She just immediately goes, you need to go out with that person again. She delivers her message timely. And that is important. So I think Kate was just trying to set the scene for you. But let's say an old woman comes up to you in the park and says, Shelby, you're part of the great plan. You'll need these gifts and your adventures to get through your adventures. Do you take the pouch? Yeah, that works better for me. Okay. I I love that that works better for you when really what you were objecting to was her like warming you up to this idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't got time for that for small talk. Um <laughs> not interested. Thanks. Um I'm a Capricorn, so really got to be efficient when speaking to me. <laughs> I understand. I think I wouldn't because I would be afraid that there were drugs in the pouch. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's my, I think at that, that's, I think my first thought would be, I don't know what's in there. I don't trust this lady. But she knows your name. She knows things about you. But like, so does Google, you know? Yeah. See, the thing with the old woman who is like, go out with this guy again, she's not like giving me anything that I now, like possession is so much of the law. You know, (laughs) like physical, tangible possession is like really playing into the law. So like she didn't hand me anything. I don't take responsibility for any of that stuff. And it felt like it feels so much more in my control. Like I've already gone out with that guy before, you know, it like that felt like very low stakes of like, it's just getting another drink with a guy who I felt meh about anyway. So it was like, if this is nothing, it's nothing, you know. Yeah. But like this pouch scenario, I just can't imagine it going my way. Like I can't, I can imagine a lot of ways in which I get sex trafficked or I become like a drug mule or. From taking a pouch? I can imagine you may be getting arrested. I don't. How would you be sex trafficked by taking a pouch? Oh, I'm imagining there's some sort of like. Some sort of like powder in it or something that like is a roofie of some kind and then I like pass out a few blocks later and they like collect my body and you know take me away or or there's a tracking device in the pouch and Mm -hmm. then they come and kidnap me later or but I think my primary concern would be there would be drugs inside the thing and I would be like oh I don't know what to do with this. But could you not just sort of like peek in the bag and then hand it back to her well if she suddenly just appeared out of nowhere i would be afraid that i would take the the sack and then she would disappear then you could just drop it on the ground yeah i could or i could just not take it and like just be like i was yeah but 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 then you never know what's in there I'm okay with that, I think. I'm I, I am so shocked by this because you are usually so much more curious than me. I don't know, but I didn't go to the otter colony until someone told me it was to take down the patriarchy. <laughs> like she's not explained to me she's not given me a good enough rationale for me to put myself on the line here. For those of you who did not listen to episode 25, I'm sure that that conversation just took a really weird turn. <laughs> I love how you knew it was episode 25. Actually, that is that is impressive even to me. Um, no, yeah. uh, I, so, so if you don't know, we had another question in another episode where we talked about whether we would follow a talking magical otter into the woods. Yeah. That's, that's where that otter reference came from although maybe i should have just left it and let people wonder if you had gone insane i yeah i mean to me like this is a very similar to that otter question and i was not about that life either yeah i you weren't and you know why this is so hard for me because i was not about a stranger coming up to me on the street and trying to get me to do something but i was all about you following were. a magical otter into the woods. And this com- this feels like a combination of yeah. those two things. It, it's a Venn diagram of the two, I think. Right. Sure. And it's actually, it's, it's hard for me because on the one hand, I generally don't like the idea of anyone in New York City on the street trying to hand me something of any kind. A flyer, anything. The, the best advice I was ever given upon moving to New York City 
was that if anyone ever tries to hand you something on the street, don't take it. And don't take it. You, if someone says, hey, you, you are never the you. Yeah. And that, like that has served me really well in the 12 years that I have lived here. And so taking something from a stranger on the street is kind of like my cardinal rule number one of New York City to not do. Yeah. The one, one time the hey you thing bit me in the ass because when I didn't respond to the guy, he kicked me. Why did he kick you? Well, it was like a homeless guy and he kept ah. going, hey, hey you, hey you. And then I passed by him and I didn't acknowledge him. And then he ran after me up the stairs and kicked me. What stop was this? I, I don't remember. I think it was like West 4th. That's wild. Uh, yeah. So by but, and large. But like on the so that's on the one hand. I don't like taking anything from strangers in New York City. I also, I think my, my inclination, if a guy, if a human came up to me and said, hi, Hannah, who I didn't know, I'd be like, are you a stalker? Yeah. But on the other hand, like, I'm so, what's the word? I don't know, lured by all things sort of magical and fantasy. Like, it's my, fantasy is my favorite genre of everything it's yeah. the books that i read it's the tv shows that i watch it's the what i write when i write i love fantasy and magic and so this makes me more curious than like any of the other things that we've talked about <laughs> it's it's so curious to me because like the old woman being like hey this is your soulmate though that's kind of fantasy i know what does it say about me that i am more likely to like want to go on some fantastical adventure quest. with magic quest yeah. with magic than I am caring about <laughs> whether this is actually a soulmate yeah I don't know because like if I'm being honest like her coming up to me I don't think that it's going to be a magical quest I don't think like I just want to know what's in the bag and you know I don't really think it's going to be a magical quest either and if she was magical like if she was a witch I also have no proof that she would be a good witch. She could yeah. be an evil witch for all I know. That bag could be full of syphilis or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You it open just... it up and you get syphilis. Like, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It feels very, like, aggressive to me for someone to try to hand me something specifically. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it sounds like we're both agreeing that we wouldn't take it. But I would, I would not sleep at night after this happened. I would just wonder so much what was in that bag. And yeah, I would too. I think yeah. that it would probably really haunt me. Someone sent me a, a pair of headphones recently. And for I for like a yeah. five hour period, I didn't know who they were from. And it fucking killed me. I contacted every person I've ever met being like, did you send me these headphones? And I knew what they were. I just didn't know who they were from. And so I do agree with you that I would think about that for a long time. But I don't think that I would take it. I just like my street smart get by in New York City s like thought process would be like, absolutely not. Yeah. Especially I I would, if I were alone. I think I wouldn't take it and I think I would leave. But I, I that's real life hannah talking yeah. but the the safe sitting on her couch recording a podcast thinking about having a fantasy magic adventure it's really hard for me to turn it down <laughs> yeah no i get like i get it but i'm just saying like 
in my real life, I don't think I would yeah, do it. I would think too. about it forever, but especially if I were alone. If I was like in a group of people and this person addressed all of us, safety in numbers, maybe I yeah. would feel like if it were both you and I together and I was like, all right, we're in this together. You know? Oh my god, that would be the start of such a magical adventure, shall right. we? Right, yeah. Like that, like two best, like absolutely, I would be much more down if there were like somebody else there, but by myself, I can't imagine that I would would go for it. All right. So, strong left, uh, Oreos, how much stuff is too much stuff? I have strong opinions about this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I am a, I am a purist. I am a classic Oreo single lover, stuff. And I believe that double stuff is way too much fucking stuff. And I think a double stuff is just gross. And I don't even like it. Okay. So there are three. For those of you who um, haven't looked at the Oreo product website recently, as <laughs> I did today. Um, you might not know that there are three kind of varieties of Oreos. There are like a butt ton of different flavors of Oreos, but that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about like the format, I guess. So you can buy Oreo thins, which are a very thin cookie with oh, a very right. thin amount of cream. You can buy the classic Oreos, which is the classic proportions. You can buy double stuff, which has like basically twice as much cream in the middle and then you can buy mega stuff which is even more than double stuff ew if i have a problem with double stuff mega stuff is not yeah not working for me for you to me it's all about like you need more cookie the ratio so a thin is fine because the ratio is the same it's just everything is thinner i think the thins are bad have you had the thins well, no, but I was just thinking in theory, it if it's still pretty much the same cookie to stuff ratio. Yeah, but it's like not satisfying in any way. They're like meant for to be a diet food. And I'm like, if you're Gross. eating Oreos, like it, if you're on a diet, just don't eat Oreos is like, right. is like my thing is like if you're trying to cut calories, just just do something else. Um, I, I really like a classic Oreo. I agree with you that mega stuff is way overdoing it. It's just like you just want to eat some cream by itself at that point. It's then. not even real cream though. Like it's, it's like sugar. It's just like sugar paste. I don't even know what that concoction is. I like had some in the park the other day and I can confirm that the the cream melts, which is weird to me huh. because they're vegan. Like there's no butter or cream in the cream. It's tasty. I'll give you. I think that I'm a double stuff girl. I like. I like the classics, but I, I like a little, a little something, a little something extra. No, it it throws off the balance. Like, How do you eat your Oreos? Do you twist and lick, or are you just like a chomp, chomp, chomp? Both ways. I do it both ways, depending on my mood. But okay. here's the thing: you're, you're a switch when it comes to Oreos. Here's the <laughs> yeah. I'm a switch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Equal opportunity Oreo eater. Got it. Cool, um, cool, cool. I here's what's gonna get me in trouble. This is my hot take. Okay, if I come if for I you. eat the center first, it's because I have deemed it 
the worst part of the cookie and therefore eat it faster to get rid of it so I can enjoy the cookie part. Interesting. Okay, so you just don't like the cream is what I'm hearing from you. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it in moderation, but yeah, I, I prefer the cookie part of the cookie. But you never want double stuff. You never no. want double stuff. I can't even eat them. Wow. Okay, I good to know. I do not like them. Yeah. Wow, too much stuff. I've scraped the innards out of them before. Yeah, I just don't know why you would – you had perfection with the original one. Why you got to go and Did you know that they perfection? have Lady Gaga-flavored Oreos now? That are flavored like La- Lady Gaga? Yes. They're, what does Lady Gaga taste like? <laughs> I don't know, but they're pink and green. Because when I think Lady Gaga, I do think meat dress, so <laughs> – I have no idea what they taste like. I think they probably just taste like the golden Oreos and they're in a fun color, but they do have Lady Gaga Oreos now. Lady Gaga flavored is an interesting is an interesting choice. I can see Lady Gaga themed. Flavored makes me think, does this taste like her vagina? I mean, I guess they say Lady Gaga inspired. Oh, okay. But like they they don't list a flavor. It's just Lady Gaga Oreos. The different flavors Oreos has nowadays is crazy. Um, but I do, I, I don't know. I think we disagree on the stuff. All right. Well, you're never going to convince me otherwise. So that's fine. I'm, I'm glad you had an opinion because I was afraid we were going to go into this and you'd be like, I haven't eaten Oreos in 15 years. Who cares about <laughs> Oreos? And I was like, well, yeah. Um,. <laughs> I was in a weird place when I wrote these today. Um, I have another one about food, so we can just, like, make this our little food segment. Bang, Mary kill. Okay. Starburst, Skittles, Sour Patch Kids. Oh. Tricky. Tricky, tricky. They're all pretty similar to me. I don't have, like, strong opinions between them. Really? I think they're all good and fruity. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to go for, like, what's the best fruity candy? I think I would kill Starburst. Really? Yeah, I think I would kill Starburst. I think I would fuck Skittles and marry Sour Patch Kids. Interesting. I disagree. Actually, I'm really torn between Skittles and Sour Patch Kids, but I think I would kill Starburst for sure. Um, I agree with you that I think I would kill Starburst, but I – yeah. the first question has – there's two – questions that have to happen first and the first question is what kind of skittles green apple skittles or lime skittles very important question in the late 90s they switched from or maybe early aughts they switched from the green skittle being lime to the green skittle being green apple we've discussed this before in the podcast it's major deeply, mistake it's yep. deeply upsetting to me yeah. to this day so for the purposes of this question, to me, it is Lime Skittles. Okay. Also, <laughs> is it Sour Patch Kids or is it Sour Patch Kids Watermelon? Because my favorite Ew. is the watermelon. No, I would kill that. Insta-kill. Okay. Well, for you, it can be normal Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. For me, it's going to be Sour Patch Kids Watermelon because that's a much more difficult question. And here's my answer. Kill Starburst. Because I think Skittles are slightly better. I like how they're like pop and play, sort of, you know? 
you don't sit and just like eat a whole bag of Starburst yeah. in one sitting. The way you I really like Starburst, but too much litter. Yeah. Also, you know? yeah, you got too much paper, too much trash. Like once you're done eating a bunch of Starburst, you feel terrible about yourself yeah. because there's just so many wrappers everywhere that you're like, I am garbage. I am a right. human garbage can. There is too much evidence here that makes me really confront how much of a garbage can I am. But with Skittles, it's just the one bag and no one has yeah. to know. So I think I would marry Skittles because I think I'm always in the mood for Skittle. Skittles. But for Sour Patch, they got a little spunk to them, you know, a little fight yeah. um, and a little bite to them. So I think they would be the ones I bang because, you know, they're a little, a little bit more interesting, a little bit more exciting, you know, a little bit more of an adventure. I, when I was when I was almost about to take my answer back, that was the reason, right? Because I was like, well, they get, they're tart, right? Like they yeah. got some tartness to them. Sass. Maybe they would be better in bed. Um, but on the other hand, you get to sleep with who you marry. I, yeah, I don't know. Like to me, they're both movie candy. Yeah, to me, they're both sure. candy that I would never just like pick up for myself on a regular day. But the reason, the fact that they're more interesting is the reason I'm going with them for marriage because you got to keep your marriage kind of interesting and spicy you know like you got to unpredictable right like they're unpredictable and you got to you got to keep that spark in your marriage somehow and you do it by eating sour patch kids and they're always just going to be a little different and a little tart and a little spicy and a little sweet yeah whereas skittles i think are going to become much more monotone over time Mm -hmm. you know yeah for sure and so good for like a one bag one bag bang, but I don't know going forward. Well, they time. are reliable. It's true. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we disagree. Um, yeah. So you can have a lovely marriage with Sour Patch Kids, and I will bang them on the side, and I will be married to Stalwart and Steady Skittles, and you can bang them on the side. That's fine. All right. So it's really just sort of a swinger situation here. I was going to say we're, we've become sister wives in a weird way, but <laughs> yeah. like I'm – you know, if, if it had to be anyone, I'm glad it's you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if this question's going to have legs. Well, we've we've thought that about all of the questions so far. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I thought it was funny enough just to ask this one. So here we go. Um, would you rather have the love of a good man or world domination? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have questions. <laughs> I don't know why this came into my head today, but it did. And I thought of the question and I laughed a lot. So I thought I would ask you. Interesting. I asked my boyfriend this question and his first thought was, why would anyone want world domination? And my retort was, why would anyone want a man? (laughs) Also, world domination sounds like you can get as many good men as you want. (laughs) True. Maybe, maybe under slightly more forcible if circumstances. I don't know if it would be love necessarily, uh, right. but you could get a man to do I things mean, for you. There would be plenty of men who would at least feign love in order to yeah, be with you, sure. to be close to the seat of power, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> tell me, tell me more about the world domination. I mean, I, I will admit that when I hear world domination, I think pinky in the brain and and that, and that variety of world domination doesn't appeal. 
Is this like I'm I'm sort of the leader of the whole world? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the <laughs> I think that's the spirit of the question. I'm How not I... sure like what else world domination could mean. Well, but like you could you could be like the leader of a country that is like a superpower that you could say has sort of dominated most of the globe but does your quite does your answer change between like true world domination and just being the head of the the most predominant yeah the global superpower a little bit okay tell me walk me through your thought process there being the head of like a global superpower seems a little bit more fraught Versus if you're just like the just undisputed queen of the entire world and everyone is in your dominion, then it seems more peaceful, I guess. And everyone's just like must do what you say Um, versus the love of a good man. Now, I have questions about this, too, (laughs) because as we know, what is a good man? What is love? (laughs) What is a good man? How long do I get this love for? Because as we all know, the love of a good man can last for a good month. Uh, You know, like, am I am I trading world domination for like a couple of weeks of a guy being infatuated with me or no, I think it is true, meaningful, long term love. I think the love lasts as long as he does. I can't tell you for, you know, how long his his life. You don't get to decide how how long his lifespan is. Yeah. Uh, But it's it's unending love from his side unconditional unending fully supportive the kind of love that you've always dreamed of okay follow-up question do i love him yes yes oh so it's returned it is reciprocal true love got it so it's like a soulmate basically yeah 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 you're soulmate versus world domination okay so if it's like unending you know real true love that is reciprocated so i could just like marry this guy and have a nice long happy life being in love versus world domination i would definitely choose the love of a good man yeah that's fair because the other job sounds hard also just like it's like a lot of anxiety (sighs) and pressure a lot of pressure a lot of also just like it feels a little dangerous like you were saying, like people trying, like once you have power, people want to overthrow you. Like power is something that you you've entered into the Game of Thrones. You see, yeah, right. Um, and I've never really envied the position of anyone on Game of Thrones. You know, so I've also never wanted to actually be president or anything like that because it just sounds dreadful. I mean, when you think about the day to day life. When I think about maybe the good I can do is the flip side of it. Like if I was actually queen of the world, I could make everyone pay attention to climate change, right? Yeah. Like I could make everyone, you know, I could make everyone tax the rich and give social services to the poor. Like there's yeah. so many good things that I could do. But on the other hand, I don't know. See, that's why it's a hard question for me because when are you when are you ever going to get undisputed power like that? And it's not like you you would like be president and then you would say that's what you want, but then it would get stuck up in Congress because of Mitch McConnell for four years, and yeah. then it, no, you're in charge of the whole world. Yeah. You have domination. Everybody must do what you say, and you say, "I want climate change and poverty fixed." Yeah. But on the other hand, I also know that 
I am very fallible as a human and I would make mistakes and I don't know everything in the world and how our whole global ecosystem works together. And what if I just made wrong choices and then people died and then it would all be my fault? Like that just sounds like too much. So uh, I think I'm a little bit more attracted to world domination than you are. Probably, Um, yeah. No one's surprised. Anyone who's listened to a single other episode of this or has ever met me in real life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, my thirst for world domination is just written all over my face. Um, (laughs) So my thought process is like, anyone can fall in love. But how many people have had world domination? Not many. So. Almost none. I would, uh, I would almost venture none. I don't think anyone. People anyone, have gotten close. There was like Alexander the Great and stuff like that. But like, that's not world. They didn't yeah. get to the Americas. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, not like a full globe. There have definitely been like emperors of like large swaths of the world but never anyone who could take down the whole thing so like we can make history happen and having world domination doesn't disqualify you from the love of a good man it doesn't guarantee you the love of a good man could potentially make it harder for you to really have that long-term lasting healthy love that we all want but it's yeah, not it's harder to trust people that yes. they're being genuine, that they actually love you. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But it doesn't disqualify you from it. So, like, theoretically, there's a world in which you could have both, is what I'm saying. That's true. I like how you were like, anybody can fall in love. No, they can't. <laughs> I don't think anyone, but, like, it's. I would say it's more common to fall in love than to obtain world domination, is what I was trying to say. You mean that in this thing that nobody has ever obtained yeah, in the world? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it is It is a little easier to come by the love of a good man than world domination. I, my life has not <laughs> borne that out. <laughs> well, maybe you need to focus more of your attention on world domination and the man will come, you know? Maybe. But will I be able to trust it, Shelby? <laughs> that's true you really need to spurn all power grabs until after you've secured the love and then you'll know it's real the thing is you get the world domination then you walk around and you're like i'm so lonely at the top yeah um my husband only loves me for my domination (laughs) that (laughs) i said what i said and i meant it (laughs) i think that uh could be said about women who do not run the world um but you know anyway i'm gonna say i'm not gonna come down on world domination but i'm glad that we explored the space i'm kind of sad that you didn't because like with so many things i would like for this to happen to shelby so that i can experience the rewards but not the pressure Yeah. yeah definitely how much would someone have to pay you for you to stop saying thank you for a year. Oh, weird. Like you cannot express gratitude. Oh, I can't I can't do a workaround and nope. say something else that expresses gratitude. You can't just say thanks instead of thank you. Oh, right, but I couldn't say I'm grateful to you. <laughs> no. I have gratitude. Nope. You cannot express gratitude to another human being for a year. Can you say... 
I am currently not allowed to express gratitude to you, but I would if allowable. No. Wait, why not? <laughs> I thought that was good. <laughs> no, it's a secret. It's a secret deal. You can't. <laughs> that seemed like such a good loophole. <laughs> nope, sorry. Now I'm just trying to think of other loopholes. <laughs> Could you do it in sign language? No. Could you? You can't do it in another language either. Could you just give them money? Sure. I'll allow that. I'll, yeah. Instead of saying thank you, just like give somebody a $5 bill. You can tip people, but you cannot say thank you. Okay. Well, that increases the cost of this whole venture. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah. you Because like if you want to give $5 to anyone who's nice to you for a year. Oh, man. I didn't think I was going to have to do math tonight. <laughs> Sorry, girl. Well, I mean, it's it's obviously horrible. Because giving presents is different than saying thank you. And, like, giving someone money is just giving them a present. So you can do that. Yeah. But you okay. cannot verbally indicate gratitude to anyone. Or written. You can't write a note that says thank you either. Could you perform an interpretive no. dance? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> if you want to dance for people, you can, I guess. Sure, sure. I'll allow thee dance, but there's no words. So I've talked myself into doing a, doing a performative interpretive dance and handing somebody money. Yeah. And I saying, love Thank the you. idea that when a cash a cashier at the grocery store is done bagging your groceries, <laughs> you hand them a $5 bill and then do like a thrusting dance towards them. <laughs> Oh, or a small like Irish jig. Maybe I just carry like a lot of flowers around with me. And when I want to say thank you, I give them a flower and a fiver. I, but I also love the idea that you can't say what the gift is for. You cannot explain. Yeah, that, but like, I can say it with my eyes <laughs> and the flower. <laughs> you silently handing your grocery store cashier a flower and a $5 bill, and then on your way out, you do a little tap dance. <laughs> I've just realized that the flower and the $5 bill together is not a good combination because the flower kind of speaks to romance, and the $5 bill speaks to payment, and those are not things that should be combined. Especially then when you do a small jig afterward, <laughs> silently, without any explanation. <laughs> well, the jig doesn't have to happen. But I was just all, trying all to think. Of it together with no words <laughs> is just like you, you are now that old lady in the park. <laughs> <laughs> but they would feel appreciated. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know if a stranger handed me money and a flower and then danced away without explanation. If I would, I would be so creeped out. Could I get a parrot and train the parrot to say thank you? No, because you also can't have someone just follow you around and say thank you on your behalf. Oh, that was my next question. No, you just so have to let people be unthanked. I'm a southern girl, okay? I'm a mannered lady. I'm a woman of manners. You were brought up in genteel society. <laughs> I do not, I cannot stand for this no thanking thing. It bothers me. It bothers me a lot. <laughs> a 
Also, also, my workarounds for it bother me a lot more. How many times in a year do you think you say the words thank you? I bet I say it. So first of all, it's my email signature. <laughs> I, say, I say it at least 15 times a day in email alone. So you would, have to, you would have to change that to warmly or best. Best. Well, I do use best sometimes. I've always thought people who uh, sign off their emails with warm regards being like very classy. I've always thought that was just like really something. It is classy, but I don't. I don't have the balls to do it. I, I don't know either. why. I, I'm like, I'm not that confident. <laughs> I agree. I think people who sign emails warm regards have really, they're they're they've, on a different playing field than I am I know. currently. They've conquered something in life that I, that I haven't. Um, I do use all best and best quite a lot, actually. But I say thank you in emails anytime there's anything remotely to say thank you for. It's also how I start many emails because a lot of my emails thanks need to so be softened. Thanks so much for getting back to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I pre- thanks so much for your quick reply. Many of my emails start and end with thank you, actually, now yeah. that I think about it. Thanks again, Shelby. So, yeah. and like how curt it would sound to me if I was just like, to just launch into... I, for me, what like gives me hives is like the idea of like going to the grocery store and they bag my groceries for me and I can't say thank you. What or they gives like... me hives is like going to a restaurant and a server yeah, hands you your food was... and you just look at them. <laughs> yeah. Or they like bring you the check and you can't say thank you or like, you know... God forbid someone actually do you a real favor and you cannot express gratitude for them. You know, like someone gives you a gift. You can't say thank you. Like, could you imagine if someone like brought you an actual gift on like your birthday or something and you just have to be like. See, I think the gift, I think the gift thing I could get around more easily because I could just be like, oh, this is the best. You know, like I could show excitement I could show how happy and excited I was about a gift without saying thank you, I think. They might not even notice that I didn't say thank you because I would give them such effusive praise. But I can't do that. You give them a hug, yeah. Right, but I can't do that to the cashier. Yeah, or your server. You did the best job with my groceries. Yeah, with a a server, I think I would just tip really big. Very well. That's something you – but like a cashier at a grocery store, you know – Someone who, like, picked up your, like, you dropped something on the subway and someone picked it up and handed it to you. You couldn't say thank you to them. Like. You know what I would do? I just, I just figured it out. I would become Rob Lowe's character in, uh, in Arrest, or not Arrested Developer. Parks and Rec. In Parks and Rec. And I would just tell everybody, you're the best. You're great. Like, yeah. that's what I would do. Like, instead of, I would just be like, you know, to the person who gave me my drink at the bar, I'd be like, you're amazing. I would just become a, like a, a cheerleader for everyone yeah, around Yeah, I me. think that is the workaround. I won't, I'll give you that one. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. So that helps a little bit. Now I don't have to say like $10 million. Well, so how much, how much would you require for this? Well, let's see. I got to pay a lot of people <laughs> a lot. I got to tip my servers really well. I got to buy people nice nice presents. I think uh, often it's going to come and bite you in professional emails. Right. That's the thing I can't get really around. Yeah. I, I also, I work with authors and I spend a lot of time. Thank you yeah, for your like hard work. Yeah, like client management, you know. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for taking my note. Thank you for listening to my, you know, 
yeah. suggestion. And I can't just be over and over again, you're the best. You're the best here too. You can, but it's going to sound weird after a while. It's going to sound really I weird. I feel like people will notice you not saying thank you. Even if it's just on like a subconscious level. Also, just because they know me. Yeah. And they know that I am a person who effusively thanks everyone. Yeah. To, to a point that's probably unhealthy. Yeah. And so they would notice the shift in me and think I was mad at them. Yeah. For a year, I mean, it's not that much because it's not like. Right. It ends after a year. It, yeah. It ends after a year. It also doesn't technically harm anyone. Right. Like it's not painful to anyone. I'm not smelly. It's not physically uncomfortable. It's just like doesn't feel good. I think I would come in around like $20,000. That's a little less than I was thinking. I probably say thank you a little less than you do though. Yeah, that may be true. I was thinking like $50,000, but I was also trying to keep in mind that I was going to have to pay like 5000 of those dollars in big in tips. tips. Yeah. Okay. I do. I, I bet I do say it a lot more than you two. And I would also just have to have so many weird workarounds at work. Yeah. Well, I also think that you have like more client interaction sort of managing yeah. other people's emotions and stuff than I do at work. That's very true. That is a big part of editing job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would be difficult, but the reason I'm coming in as, you're coming in much lower than me, but the reason I'm coming in as low as I am is because it's just for one year. Yeah, for sure. And then at the end of the year, you would just could not stop me from saying thank you to everyone I'd ever seen. I would be writing letters to anyone I'd interacted with that year being like, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate all of the small things you did to me. I would, like, go into my grocery store and give all the cashiers, like, Christmas bonuses with little cards and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to go for $50,000. You need to be able to pay people, pay for people's love is basically what you need. Yeah, truly. Because that's what a thank you really does uh, at the end of the day. Um, I think we can do our would you still go out with him. Okay. You ready? So this is our favorite segment, would you still go out with him? Yeah. Uh, in which we discuss whether or not we would date different men. Yeah. Um, so would you still go out with him? You've been dating him for three months. Like, really great relationship. You're super excited. No red flags at this point. You're just like, man, I won the lottery. And then you come home one day um, to your apartment. You guys obviously three months in don't live together. Um, and he has redecorated your entire apartment without asking you. It looks what? great. It looks amazing. Like, it's lavish and luxe and beautiful but you had no say in it and he, it's like surprise like look what i did am i dating bobby from queer eye no but he's made it look like bobby from queer eye did this it's that level it's like really beautiful boy my initial reaction was what and my next reaction is maybe <laughs> He wanted to surprise you. I could, and I could use the upgrade. He's like a handyman and like can do all of the stuff. And so. how is it weird that he got into my apartment or is it like believable that he could have easily like have I given him a key or does he know where I keep a spare or like is he friends with somebody in my family who let him in? You know what I mean? Let's assume he didn't break and enter. OK, so that helps. That helps. And it's my style. 
I'm happy you like with it. it. You really like it. He nailed it. Ooh, yeah. He I'm, he knows you. I'm not hating this as much as you might think. <laughs> for for a control freak of my caliber to say that. Yeah, I'm in, I'm I'm a little surprised. I thought I know, you would I've, be not de- on board with this. Yeah. One. I can I can see why you would think that about me given my track record of um being a stubborn control freak. But you could just say Taurus. <laughs> right. My track record of being a Taurus. <laughs> Sorry, Shelby made herself snort with that one, and that was adorable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. I d- I'm, 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 th- I'm trying Is to Is there like... any part of it that you don't like? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. You're I mean... smiling so big. I, like, <laughs> I can't I'm... imagine this turns into you don't go out with him again. No, I'm smiling because I'm surprising myself. I'm, ah. I'm like laughing at myself because I'm surprising myself with this answer. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, the more I'm actually pretty fine with it. I, first of all, <laughs> I'm not one who like super hates surprises if they're very good surprises. Right, yeah. And I'm kind of lazy when it comes to my own apartment. Yeah decorating and and I'm kind of cheap when it comes to my own apartment decorating and I would love a home makeover especially if I didn't it is my dream to have Bobby from Queer Eye just come and just decide what to do with all of my shit so really it's like step one is would you be okay with having like a Queer Eye experience of somebody redoing your apartment and you don't get a say and my answer is yes so that it's just the bigger question of like Bobby from Queer Eye was invited and your boyfriend was not invited. But if he did a great job and he didn't break and enter, I think I'd be pretty thrown. Like, I think yeah. I'd be very, I would be shocked and very surprised. And I'd wonder, I'd probably be a little peeved because, like, I wouldn't know where my stuff was. Yeah. And it would be weird. I think what's also, it's like, you know it's happening with Queer Eye versus I would just come home on, like, a regular Tuesday. Tuesday. And then suddenly I'd have to get used to a new living space. Like I was just expecting to come home and watch The Expanse and eat a burrito. And instead I'm getting used to my new apartment surroundings. Yeah. Um, But God, like if he's super crafty and he made me some beautiful stuff and he got me some beautiful. I would get over that real quick. Yeah. I think I would. I think I would just get over it and appreciate the. A, yeah, a sort of incredible gift that he gave me in the surprise and yeah I mean I hate that I basically agree with you damn but like, for I me, hope you did not agree with me I feel like I would I actually think I feel worse about it than you do um where I think I would be like very grateful and be like thank you so much however I don't like the idea of you it feels a little controlling to me as someone who has put a fair amount of like money and time and thought into how I've designed my space, yeah, for him to just be like, I threw out all the work you've done on this space and redid it because I know better, right? Uh, feels not great. <laughs> um, and I guess part of it, like, my question, I guess my first question is like, has he thrown out? the furniture that I meticulously bought and spent money on. Right. And replaced it with 
other stuff or has he taken what I already had and added new touches and elements to it? Right. Like just zhuzhed it up a bit. Yeah, like did he add things I didn't have or did he replace things that I already had? Um, and are these things, like has he heard me complain about how I don't like my nightstand so he got me a new nightstand but he knows how much I love my bed frame so he kept my bed frame? That kind of thing. But if yeah. he... If he had just gotten rid of all of my shit and replaced it and didn't, like, what if one of those, what if that one of those pieces of furniture was, like, a hand-me-down for my grandmother and you got rid of it and you didn't ask me? Like, that's the stuff that would bug me. Like, if suddenly all of my shit was gone and you didn't tell me where it had gone to and I didn't have the opportunity to sell it and try to, like, make some money off of it or, like, that do you think he would just get rid of it though without even allowing that's like, the, that i think that's the heart of the question is you've come home and your furniture is gone and like but he hasn't just moved it out he's gotten rid of it where would he put it i, I don't know i mean where where would he have the funds to do any of this with yeah. like i imagine if yeah. he can redecorate my whole apartment then he can get like a storage unit for a month or something yeah no in my head it like he's like it's all of it's gone and okay. it's just like he's like rented a dumpster or something for the day and has gotten rid of everything or has had people come and take it away or whatever. Yeah, you know, I think the difference between you and me is really just that this that you have put a good deal of time and energy into like making your space what you want it versus me, I have this couch I don't even like and the reason I have it is because we have this weird entryway slash super narrow door frame and regular couches wouldn't fit fit in and I just had to buy something that could fit in or I have a dresser that was a hand-me-down from my parents to my sister to me Uh, not not an heirloom but just a functional hand-me-down you know or I have like a little table that I just needed a table and I got it for $50 off of Amazon. So yeah. I, I would, I dream about spending more money and putting more time and effort into it. It's just, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in this sure. apartment. So I've never really tried. Yeah. So I don't think apart from one or two little things and apart maybe from my, the pictures and stuff I have framed on my wall, there's nothing that I would care if you got rid of it. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of things here that I wouldn't care if they got rid of it, but there are some things that I like that are new and I spent, like, good money on. And so, like, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily – like, if he replaced it with something I like just as much or better, it would – it would it's just more of, like, the idea that someone, like, came into my space and was like, I can do better. And I'm also not going to even consult you about whether I could do better. So like I would still I would still date him, but it would be a conversation of like I really appreciate all the time and energy and effort you put into this. I really love it. It's beautiful. Like you did such a good job. However, I just like for the future, like I would prefer like you can surprise me, but like I would like to be in on the surprise a little bit more. So like maybe you could tell me like, "Hey, I'm thinking about re- like redecorating. Is that okay?" Can we talk about what I can touch and what I can't touch and what, like, needs to stay and, like, and then one day I'll come home and it'll just be done? Like, that would still be a surprise. I wouldn't know when it was happening. I wouldn't know exactly how it was going to look. But I would feel like I had some agency in the decision would be important for me. 
I think there's also, it sounds like for you, a level of just feeling a little offended. Like there's a little bit of a, a, a judgment. Like you, you know, didn't like I, my... I can do this better than you. Whereas in my mind, I'm like, I know you can do this better than me. <laughs> and I have yeah. absolutely no problem. I have no problem admitting that. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like, this is something I've attempted to do. So you come and like, not to say that like my apartment couldn't be better i i definitely think it could be but there's something about someone making such big decisions for me without consulting yeah. me uh especially because it's my space like he doesn't live there it's not like a shared yeah. space you know no i get that it, and that's what gave me pause because it is it is just a huge decision to make without consulting somebody and yeah i think i would have to have a talk with him too i think i'd keep dating him because i'd be like this is really sweet and very nice and also man you got good taste and you want yeah exactly you want to do this for me when we move in together someday great but i do i would just have a talk with him too just about this is a bigger this is a bigger decision than probably what you want to do on your own (laughs) yeah also just like that feels very love bomby to me at three months into a relationship. Like, yeah, that's early. You know what I mean? Like, are you trying to make me feel like I owe you something? Like, suddenly I, you've spent a lot of money on my apartment. I'm going to feel like obligated to continue this relationship because like you've invested so much into me, even though I didn't ask you to. And it just yeah. like becomes awkward. What if, what if next week I decide I don't like you anymore? You're right. Three months is early. Three months is early for this because you're not solid at three months. No. Like, maybe you're, like, officially exclusive. But, like, that probably just happened. It just, it feels a little manipulative to me. Or or it just feels too eager in a way that might feel like a turnoff. But, like, I think that too eager thing comes from, like, a manipulative place. Like, you're trying too hard to force my hand into liking you instead of just being who you are and accepting that I may or may not like who you are. On the other hand, who they might be is just a person who really loves to do nice things for you and give you gifts. And yeah. if that that's why I'm not going to break up with this guy because if that bears out to just a relationship with a very giving, wonderful person, then great. Yeah, that's I, I, I think we kind of agree where it's like I – wouldn't break up with him, but I would have a very serious talk with him about like, yeah. I'm. This is not a, a diss on like what you were able to come up with. I just like when we make big decisions together, I want to be a part of it. Like this is not like a small surprise. This impacts how I live my life every day. You did it without my knowledge. This is yeah. very early in the relationship for you to be making unilateral decisions for me, like, and just really explaining like also like. I really like you. Things have been going really well so far. But, like, I don't want you to feel like you have any expectations of, like, a long-term whatever because, like, we're still getting to know each other. I don't want you to hold this over my head in the future if we don't work out. Like, I want to make yeah. sure this isn't happening with any strings. You know, all I that agree jazz. with everything that you you just said. I think I was initially just – um, I was just wowed by the idea that somebody could make my apartment pretty. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, with the queer eye thing, like, the terms are very well set. You've consented to them. Yeah. Like, you, you know, know what's happening. Yeah. You know Bobby isn't going to come in two months later and be like, you have to love me. I gave you this. You know? Like, he's not going to be <laughs> not mad. not going to hold it over your head. Yeah. When he's you not going to try to isolate you from your friends because he gave you a pretty couch, you know? Yeah. The thing is, if he ever tried to hold it over your head... That would be that would be almost in and of itself more of an instant deal breaker. Oh, for of, sure. Of like a you did of your own accord this thing I did not ask for yeah. and now you're trying to hold it over my head in yeah. manipulation. That would turn me really hard. Like, oh, of course. Turn me off. Yeah, for sure. I think it, it's just like uh, we need to have a conversation about boundaries and autonomy and like how I want to be surprised. Because I do think there is a, a scenario in which he was just like, over eager and saw an opportunity to make you happy and like maybe overdid it a little bit but without any malice or negative intent yeah in my in my mind i could see us have i could see me having had a uh, conversation with him prior where i was like i hate all of my furniture furniture. (laughs) and i hate the way my apartment looks right now and you know i can see myself having complained to the point where he might have (laughs) just like thought it was a great idea Yeah. yeah Yeah, so I yeah I think we agree, unfortunately. Well, dang. Um, but yeah, that's our episode. Tell me about your hypothetical world in which you have this beautiful new apartment. I know I'm living in a beautiful apartment with a guy who may be the best or maybe is slightly the worst. And I well, he is yet. a sour patch kid, so uh, that's something that, that explains it. You know, <laughs> it does kind like of I explain said. It. Kind of tangy, kind of sweet, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, tangy, very sweet, unpredictable. Weird. Very unpredictable. It has all come together now. Yeah. <laughs> and you only eat classic Oreos in your household. They're, they're the only kind allowed, in fact. <laughs> you, you will throw out any double stuff that crosses your threshold. Yeah. And I went outside and this weird lady tried to give me a bag full of who knows who knows human what? bones or something <laughs> and, and i turned her down flat but it's bothered me for the whole rest of my life uh, yeah. because i missed out on my great adventure but on the other hand i do have a lot of money now here's what gets really interesting <laughs> is when my sour patch kid boyfriend makes gives me an entire new apartment and i you, can't say you thank you cannot say thank you you can say you're the best you're also, the best when you He's sit him a down, lot of Roblo. yeah. You when you sit him down for this talk, you can't say I really appreciate it or I'm so grateful for what you've done. You can just say you're the best. I really like the room, right? But don't do that again, right? <laughs> yeah, that makes that conversation more awkward. For sure. And, and definitely leads to a conversation six months down the line where he's like, you never even thanked me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, my hypothetical world is very similar, un- unfortunately, though I'm married to Skittles. I'm married to Skittles and my house is uh, stock in double stuff. So basically we're living in completely different realities, you know. I know. I would um, never live in a double stuff house. You would never do that. Never, never, never. Um, I have slightly less money than you do because I'm more comfortable with not saying thank you. <laughs> Until uh, your Skittles husband changes your whole... Well, actually, you might be less inclined to say I thank you. I am less inclined to say thank you to him. 
Yeah. I would be like, you know, it looks great. However. <laughs> so this actually uh, fits our personalities pretty well, the way this yeah, is Yeah, I think so, out. too. Um, well, thank you for so much for joining us on this episode of Arguments About Nothing. If you have enjoyed this episode, please like and review. Give us a five star. It really helps. And um, if you have questions you'd like to hear on the podcast, feel free to reach out at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at argumentsaboutnothing. And we'd like to thank Allison Fields for designing our logo. We'd like to thank all of you for listening. And it just occurred to me that this portion of the set of the podcast would be much more difficult to do if we weren't allowed to say thank you. <laughs> the thank yes. you section of you the podcast. You guys are the best you guys for are the best. liking and reviewing. If You're you awesome. want to hear more, we could do it. We could figure it out. They understand, I think. Yeah. Um, it's true. Well, until next time, keep fighting. <laughs>